Kia ora. I'm Strawn from Commoners Communion. I'm a writer and a musician from Aotearoa, New Zealand. This is a prayer and contemplation from Prayer, Volume 2. I'm learning to discover you in the minute and ordinary God. Your kingdom is as miniature as it is vast. Our culture tends to put its faith in a liturgy of grandeur. It's as if there is an invisible magnet in the centre of Western life, drawing us all invisibly into the false hope of rising in the strength of our own particular dream or talent to become the individual hero of a grandiose story. The kingdom of heaven is painfully ordinary by comparison. God lives just as much, if not more, in the microscopic, the atom, the unseen breath, the quiet laws of gravity, as he does in the grand. A secret act of kindness, generosity or compassion is God's version of a successful career. And in his economy, kingdom heroes often remain anonymous to the self-oriented majority. Father, teach me that kind of humility and to help me be and to remain your poor in spirit. For centuries, humanity explored the vast. Most of our sciences and our philosophy and ideas were focused on the faraway areas and domains of space, the chasms of creation. So much of the invisible and the intangible was inaccessible to us. But one of the great qualities of the times that we live in is through technology and scientific advancement, to discover the minute, the invisible, the things we never even knew existed before. Things like neuroscience, the ability to look into the deep aspects of the brain, the cells, the way brains work, have completely changed the way that we view the human person. We can now also discover through microscopes and new medical technologies forms of bacteria that we never even knew existed before. And we're making discoveries that things like bacteria actually rule more of the world than we think. This is exemplified in that a small disease called COVID-19 has wreaked insane havoc on the world. Something invisible and unseen and tiny has transformed the world around us this last two years. Quantum physics. The ability to see deep into the cosmos and realize that there are these sort of blankets of unseen matter that hold creation together and the way those atoms engage with each other, atomic energy, technological advancements, distant stars, global expanse, this whole invisible and minute realm has become a very exciting place for humanity to explore. And God is exactly the same. God is vast 
and magnificent and wonderful. He stretches across the heavens. He is capable of seeing and being far beyond anything you and I could ever imagine. But it's worth noting, too, that God is also tiny. God is also small enough to see the inside and intricacies of the atomic fields, to see the cells in our mind, to live within our tiny being in a vast and magnificent way. In other words, God is unsized. It is equally true that he is tiny as it is that he is large, because both are our best shot, our best language to explain the attributes of God. I feel like over this last sort of 30, 40, 50 years, we've done really well at exploring the vastness of God and the massiveness of God. And our culture has sort of rode roughshod with that, that we love big celebrities who are vast and live these massive public lives, don't we? Our heroes are movie stars and musicians and politicians. We very rarely hear about heroes that our culture celebrates and loves that are unseen and do tiny acts of insignificant good things. And yet, when we look at the New Testament, this is the kind of God we see in Jesus. And so sitting in God's tininess for a little while can bear a whole lot of fruit. And let's be honest, in our world at the moment, or at least this last 18 months, tininess has felt like our reality, isn't it? We're stuck in these rooms. Many of us have been stuck in these rooms and lockdowns on and off or for long periods of time. And one of the questions I think lots of people are asking is, what is the point of my walk with God when I can't achieve? For me, this is the exact same question I began to ask through my years of chronic sickness. How can I live with God in a tiny life? When all I've been preached for most of my life was this charismatic idea of God's got a plan for your life and it's massive and you're going to change the world and you've got all these wonderful things to do. Well, what if I can't? What if I can't because I'm sick? What if I can't because of a lockdown? What if I can't because of genetics? or because of where I stand in the social order, or because of my financial restrictions? What if I can't because I'm a father or a mother of three or four children? What if I can't because someone I know needs care desperately, full time, all the time? These are what our our world calls the quote-unquote tiny lives, but that I believe Jesus calls the great ones. think about the tininess of creation. I think also about the tiny acts that we do in our day-to-day lives, the little ordinary things, hugging my children before I go to work, telling my wife that I love her, 
doing the dishes when I go around to my friend's house and it's late and we're leaving and I don't want to leave them up with them. I think about yesterday I was at, I live in a small town of only um, 1,400 people and I went to the Foursquare and there's a lady that's always there and we always have a little bit of a chat. And I know she's, I think she must be in in her 60s and I noticed she'd had her hair done and I just said to her, I love your hair. It looks great on you. And she looked at me and she was like, thank you so much. You're the first person to notice. And I could see that she was just kind of shocked. And I said, well, it looks really great. and You must feel great. And she said, yeah. And she just had it done the day before. I think of those kinds of things, those tiny wins for Jesus, where people are dignified and loved and seen. And when I think of the tiny, ordinary parts of my life, I feel like every day I have a million opportunities. I think of God seeing my tiny things louder and more powerfully than the big things because they don't earn me instant gratification or instant acceptance by culture. My ordinary life becomes an opportunity to do incredible things. I think that this is what Jesus meant when he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who mourn. Blessed are you when you hunger and thirst and when you're persecuted. What Jesus is talking about in the Beatitudes is a marginalized people. He's talking about people who don't feel like they can live big lives, who don't have the advantages that others may have, who feel unseen and unrecognized. And Jesus begins his Sermon on the Mount, this sort of incredible monologue teaching about what the new world looks like by saying these are the people who are not just seen but are blessed. I think in Jesus' economy, a single mother with children who works and does everything she can to provide the best things which are loving them is far greater than the Hollywood movie star, the musician, the politician, maybe even the megachurch pastor. The kingdom of heaven is as minute and tiny as it is vast. There is no unseen person in this world. And so whoever and however you are today, whether you feel like you are in a space of living a large life or living a tiny life, Know this, God's kingdom is in both. And I am fully convinced that when we stand before God, the people who are celebrated and cheered the most are the completely unnamed people of history that you and I know nothing about. And that they will stand there clothed in beauty and glory and God will say, well done, good and faithful mother, good and faithful carer, good and faithful worker, mourner, poor poor one, whatever, whatever language you want to use from the Beatitudes. I think the race in the kingdom of heaven is a race to the bottom, not a race to the top. That doesn't mean people in public lives or big lives aren't blessed and loved by God. It just makes them the exception. Because a huge part of that has actually to do with access, not just how hard you work. There are plenty of people in this world who work much harder than me and get much less because of where they are and how they are. 
May you have the courage to live a small life. A life that gives up on the hope of grandeur for the quiet knowing that in God's economy, less is more. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Commoners Communion Podcast. I'm Strawn Coleman. You can find these prayers and contemplations in my book, Prayer Volume 2, by visiting commonerscommunion.com. And a big thank you to Jonathan Class for helping to produce this episode. The music that you're listening to on this episode is from our first EP, Lords, by Commoners Communion and Jonathan Class. You can find it on Spotify by searching Commoners Communion. would love you to hear it and share it with your friends. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Be blessed. Have an awesome day.